Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your July 7th cattle industry headlines. Brought to you by AgRisk Advisors. They manage your risk, so you can manage your operation. With the weather being so unstable, there is no better time to look into coverage for your feed crops. The annual forage deadline is right around the corner. With their state-of-the-art technology and second-to-none customer service, you can be confident that your policy is in good hands. AgRisk Advisors, risks averted, legacies preserved. According to economist Scott Brown with the University of Missouri, consistently high beef cow slaughter levels for the first half of this year ensures that the January 2023 U.S. beef cow inventory will decline for the fourth consecutive year. Since the mid-1970s, there have been four other instances where the beef cow inventory numbers declined for four or more consecutive years after reaching an inventory peak. Those years were 76, 76 through 79, 83 through 86, 97 through 04, and then 07 through 2014. So when we look back at these four cattle cycles, we're able to find some insight on what we can expect and what we can expect for potential average prices for 2023 through 2026, the next four years. In the four previous cattle cycles, the average price increases for steers was 24.4% and heifers, it was 34.7%. So if we apply these price changes, an average fed steer should bring 151.70 per hundred weight over the next four years. And a feeder steer, uh, they should average right around 212.55 per hundred weight over the next four years. But the issue with our current cattle cycle versus previous cycles is there are many more risks and uncertainties that diminish confidence in the fact that the past in the fact that past cattle cycle behavior will be a suitable guide for the years to come. Some of these risks, some of these risks, excuse me, and uncertainties include questionable beef and cattle demand thanks to increased stress on consumer finances from inflationary pressure and rising interest rates. Increased feed prices that have the potential to take a big bite out of any additional uh, any additional profits that cattle producers experience. And of course, there is always the worry that some major disruption, whether it be on a national or an international front, uh, may turn the cattle industry upside down and overshadow historical economic relationships within the market. In closing, Brown said, despite the potential for uncertainty, it is important for cattle producers to make sure that decisions made in today's environment, uh, in today's environment, keep your operation positioned well to take advantage of the times to come. This update is also sponsored by 4T Ag Insurance, your go-to contractor for ag insurance. Colt Tritt, he is the owner and operator of 4T Ag. He is a one-man show and he ranches like so many of you folks out there, so he understands all the risks that go along with the livestock industry. If your operation is not already enrolled in PRF insurance, now would be a great time to reach out to 4T Ag and get enrolled. And if you want to learn a little bit more about 4T Ag and everything they have to offer, head on over to their website, www.4tag.net. That is the number four, T-A-G.net. According to Fox News, every area of the United States could be in danger of experiencing power outages this summer, thanks to the Biden administration's push to convert to renewable energy sources while taking traditional sources of power offline. States that have made political pushes to switch over to green energy are under increased threat of rolling blackouts for the next few months. 
Some of these states include Texas, California, New Mexico, New York, and all of New England. Previously planned power, out power outages in California have a history of impacting poor neighborhoods. Back in 2019, a poor, mostly Hispanic neighborhood in Sonoma County had their power cut for eight days straight in October. Sounds pretty darn miserable. And the funny thing is, if you do pay attention to where these power outages hit in states such as, uh, such as California, they never hit wealthy neighborhoods. They never hit areas that would affect big companies like Facebook or Google. The majority of the left and every tree hugger out there alleges renewable energy sources aren't the problem. Instead, they blame climate change driven heat waves that stress the grid beyond its limits. But there are few rewards for the environment when grids switch over to wind and solar. This is because more fossil fuels are used in the production, installation, and then the redundancies of oil, excuse me, of wind and solar than if they were to just burn the fossil fuels directly to make electricity. What a concept. So the idea that doing away with fossil fuels and switching over to so-called green energy, it's a complete joke. There are trade-offs when policymakers decide to switch to renewable sources of energy, and one such trade-off is, uh, is increased suffering for people across our nation. Why anyone would continue to go down this path chasing green energy is beyond me. It is an absolutely ridiculous, stupid agenda that will do nothing for our country in any way. Finally, Brownfield Ag, uh, Brownfield Ag News has reported Smithfield Foods has reached a $42 million settlement with restaurants and caterers that alleged the meat giant conspired to inflate pork prices. I would never expect such activity from a meat giant. The agreement, which was announced back in April, followed a 2021 settlement between Smithfield and pork producers who received $83 million from the processor. The restaurants argued that Smithfield, along with Hormel, Tyson, Seaboard Foods, Triumph Foods, and Agristats, shared confidential information about price, capacity, and demand from 2009 through early 2022. According to the U.S. District Court of Minnesota, the settlement does not indicate wrongdoing against Smithfield. A spokesperson for Smithfield said the company denies any liability in these cases, and they believe their conduct has always been lawful. Smithfield chose to negotiate a settlement because it was in the best interest of the company. Of course it was. If the agreement is approved by the court, restaurants in Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Wisconsin would be eligible for a share of the payment. A final decision is expected in October. That is all I have for you guys this morning. That is all I have for you guys this week. This will be my last update for the week. I hope everyone has had a great week. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. I'll catch you next week.